Hey guys, welcome back to the Phil Kraft Survival Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. <laughs> I feel like you're like you're you're down right now. I need to bring you up. Oh man, I and I'm your co-host. Excited. It's almost like it's on autopilot when I say that. It's weird. I know. It was like I was all excited today because, <laughs> and typically, you know, not to disappoint people that listen to us, but I don't get like super pumped about podcasts. No, because I have to use my brain. You're just dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but we haven't done one in a while, which God, it's been so long. I mean, we apologize. We know that people are like always wanting to. I've done a couple with a couple other dudes. I've been cheating on you. <laughs> yeah. That's um, all right. You got to keep it going. You know what I you mean. You've been gone. How long were you gone for? Uh, let's see, about three weeks. It feels longer than that. I know. It's weird. I man. came back like you were like fifty pounds heavier. <laughs> you had a shaved head, no facial hair. I was all lean and tan, hanging out oh, in Florida. Man. I was like Jack Nasty. Came Damn. back. <laughs> My next tan. Yeah. Oh. What's no. so, what's what were you gone for? Uh, so we were working with a private client uh, that we have for Fieldcraft, which is always a good time. I'm sure people were uh, looking at some of the Instagram posts where I was flying around on a little bird and doing stuff that we do that cool we stuff. learned. How, yeah, that we learned how to do in the military, and yep. you know that helps pay the bills uh, when you get out. So yeah. It was awesome stuff. I, I actually was envious of a couple of times I've seen the post <laughs> and I'm eating a burrito <laughs> and I'm drinking an IPA thinking, damn. Damn, he looks like a boss on that little bird he pie. He looks so cool. <laughs> Man, look at all the likes he's getting. Yeah. I wonder if I take a selfie of me eating this burrito <laughs> off my belly. Oh, oh man. dude! What have I? What you have been I, busy. <clears throat> yeah, I've yeah, got a couple. We consolidated the business in Colorado, which yeah. is important to note. So the store's back up officially. Right. Yeah. Um, and you've had to do all the backside administrative stuff to get that going, which I was like, oh Florida backside administrative stuff. Florida, <laughs> here I come, dude. That was it. It was yeah. It's been a challenge. It's it's been um, it's been a challenge. But Mandy, Mandy's been helping us. That's you know, right. We got yeah. a, uh, she was a personal assistant. Now she works for us. Yeah, which is cool. That's yeah. that's when you know things are going well. Is when you can yeah. hire more people. So we're super appreciative of that. Yeah, I did a. Uh, did I do stuff with Jay? I didn't do anything with Jay. Oh, I did. I did a podcast. Yeah, you, you did were gone. A, yeah, you did a podcast with Jay. I did from training Axis with, Phoenix. Performance, right? Yeah, I forgot. That first week you were gone, I did yeah. training in Phoenix. Right. And um, did a gunfighter pistol you course. Did. <laughs> Dude, I can't so we're having yeah, traumatic brain injury moments. TBI. Yeah, so, uh, so I'll help you out because I'm having a good day because I had like a shit yeah. ton of pre-workout like two hours ago. <laughs> Uh, pistol gun or gunfighter pistol and then a gunfighter carbine. That's right. The Saturday, Sunday. And Ashley Horner came out. That's right. Yeah. And she was running and gunning. Running and gunning. I saw those videos, man. I was like, I was like, damn, she looked like a boss. Yeah. Out it's there. funny is Mason trying to like, she tried to surprise me. Yeah. And, um, they're, they're horrible. Mason and Gunfu Fighter and <laughs> Ashley are horrible at surprises. <laughs> Cause she's like, I saw on her Instagram, it said, um, going off to see to visit to surprise somebody, and she's yeah. at an airport, and I'm like, yeah. "Huh? Oh, that's cool that she's going out." And then, I, and then, uh, that's weird. It says Phoenix, Arizona on the. <laughs> and me and Mason were supposed to have dinner that night. Oh, okay. and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man? You, dinner?" And he's like, oh, "I'm just tired." I'm like, "That's not like Mason. He's <laughs> always down to go. He's eat. motivated. He's always he was unmotivated." <laughs> so then I was like, "Huh? That's weird." And then I'm like. Have you talked to Ashley lately? He, no response. Yeah. After he was texting me, I was like, shit's fishy. He, he texted back, laugh out loud. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Compromised. Yeah. And then I texted Ashley like, where are you at right now? She's like, uh, I'm on the beach right now. I'm like, 
it's dark right now. Yeah. Where you where you should be. You're not on a beach. Compromise. <laughs> She's like, damn it. <laughs> um, but we had fun. She she came out, and then um, the class was was a really good class. Phoenix. We always have good classes yeah. in Phoenix. Yeah, it's a good uh, pro gun community down there, and people that are interested in uh, learning how to shoot and yeah. protect themselves and their families, which is cool. Really cool. We did uh, also with um, damn it, um, Jay. Yeah, Jay Sylvester. Right from Axis Performance. From Axis Performance, you know Jay. We did a podcast with him, and Jay is a captain at a fire department in Lake Havasu mm-hmm. on the Arizona side. Yeah, and uh, great dude. Did a podcast in the vehicle after we had dinner, really late after that long day, but we knocked it out. And it was a really good podcast. It actually is one of the better podcasts that that we've done um, on first responders and kind of dealing with PTSD, but yeah. also. You know, training stuff, all kinds of stuff. It was cool. Yeah. No, it's. I'm excited that Jay is helping us out. Jay is a super articulate dude, super bright dude. And, <clears throat> you know, we wanted to... Mike and I have pretty specific backgrounds in special operations, but we also want to make sure that we're including first responders and other people that have experience in what we call the modern survival genre. So in the future, you're going to see more people like that, you know, helping field craft out. And making sure that we give, you know, you guys uh, the best information possible so that way you can protect yourself, your families, um, and be prepared. So yeah. just how we roll. Yeah, 100%. There's a whole bunch of things that, you know, it's an indicator to me that people understand the work that we're doing is when everybody who contacts me is like, Mike, I know you're a busy dude, man, and you have no life and you have no time. I'm like, how did you know that? Yeah. How do you know? How do you know? I'm getting DMs oh. like that now, and it's like, I know you guys are really busy. Like, hey, yeah. I one, I can't, like, this is definitely not us complaining. Like, when I look at that, like, I try to answer as many people as I possibly can because I know that people have legit questions and they want legit answers, and so... We do spend a lot of time and energy in answering a lot of those, which is the right answer, you know, because people are reaching out for help or they want information and we don't charge anything for that. You know, we just look at that as, uh, you know, the ability to help people out. And so we like doing that. But if we haven't gotten to your question, don't take it personally. (laughs) Uh, We definitely are trying to run a business and do a lot of different things to help uh, take things to the next level. But, you know, hey, we're not going to ever forget about people that have helped to get us there. Um, and people that, you know, are asking questions like that's still one of our core things is being able to give people good information. Yeah. There's no, there's no specific duty and responsibility because we're dual hat and everything. It's kind of yeah. like being an SF guy where we just have so many roles and responsibilities to cover down on where we can't determine like, Hey, I'm just going to focus on this right. because everything else has happened. All these little fires we got to put out <laughs> externally. Like I, I called a guy yesterday who had was having some issues getting on to the tribe upgraded uh, pages. But that stuff's important to me. What I've realized, especially with this tribe upgrade that we've done, mm-hmm. you, you know, the the members have stopped increasing because we took it off down off the web. And pe- people are asking uh, us specifically, hey, what's up with the tribe upgrade? Yeah. Well, one, what's up with it is we migrated sites. Mm-hmm. So when we migrated sites, the content's not available on the site anymore. So we put the um, uh, the content on the Facebook page, the closed Facebook page. Right. One thing that I'm gonna do is, the reason I wasn't able to, I'm not able to upload all the content 
on the closed Facebook page is because I don't have the bandwidth to do it. Uh-huh. Which, you know, if you if you know me in or or in my inner circle, uh, you would know that I live off the side of a mountain, <laughs> and I I have no cell phone reception at my house, and I have minimal uh, Wi-Fi. Right. And so what I to fix that. I'm moving. <laughs> I've decided to move. So I'm going to move somewhere where there's better infrastructure, which is, it's not determined. We won't release that yet because we don't know 100% right. the bed down. But soon we will. And uh, I actually plan to bring my hard drive with me when we go to Overland West, which is another announcement we'll, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, when we go to Overland West, I plan to upload all that stuff. Right. And when I bring back the tribe upgrade, because I'm not going to bring it back into a squared away. Yeah. I don't want this nickel and diming of shit. I, I like it to be squared away. So when I do bring it back, there won't be any more monthly. Yeah. It will only be an annual. The benefits more than likely are going to be the content, obviously, that's provided, which we have plenty of that to provide. The spring and fall expo just for tribe members. Right. And in conjunction with some charity because we want to do – like I think the next one we're going to do is uh, help Labs for Liberty. Okay. And then uh, on top of that uh, – Doing something, uh, maybe like offering a course or something specific for training opportunities as we release our training schedule. So I'm actually getting the company update right now on the podcast. <laughs> well, we haven't seen I've, each other. Yeah, I've been gone and I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. Oh, oh <laughs> no, yeah. No, we've been talking a bunch since uh, since I've been since I've been back in Colorado. So we've got a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, one, Mike just mentioned Overland West which is a big overland uh, expo that takes place every year in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, we were lucky enough this year to be invited into several booths, one of those being VTX Wheels, which uh, we're talking about my truck being in right now. Uh, Mike's vehicle, his forerunner, is going to be at Snowmaster USA, which is the fridges that, and you know freezers that we're running in our vehicles right now. And then Travis, uh, Travis's vehicle is going to be at Magnus and Superchargers, uh, booth. So if you guys get the opportunity, uh, we're going to drop this podcast right after we record it. If you get the opportunity to get out to Flagstaff, those are the booths we'll be at. We'll be running around doing all kinds of stuff, saying what's up to everybody. And I have cold beers in my fridge, so please come have one and shoot the shit with us. We're yeah. looking forward to meeting a lot of people, and, and this will be our first Overland West experience. Um, but, you know, we've been hitting the trails and Doing the overland thing for since we were in the military, I guess. So, oh, well, it's funny, you know. I it, I don't want to be negative on a podcast, <laughs> but I have to fucking bring this up because, oh god, uh, if you're a guy who has watched our YouTube video and you take offense to me and Travis running over dead deadwood in a national park, specifically Moab, and you come up to me in Overland West and say anything, I'm probably going to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I am tired of hearing about this shit. Like, we did a YouTube video. One, there was this big environmental beef with us. Run- it's it, This is comical because the first dude who started... Like, if you have construct- constructive criticism, you know our personalities. Like, we take criticism, actually. As long as it's professional, respectful, and yeah. constructive. Because I expect... Me and Kurt expect that... If you're going to criticize us, we would, you would do it the same way we'd come to you. Sure. We'd say we do it respectfully. Like, hey, hey, fuckhole. Hey, shitbag. <laughs> Edit that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we would we would literally be respectful of everybody. But some of these guys started coming out of the woodwork. Some were professional. Some were like, hey, you know, you guys are teaching guys to overland and go off the trail. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, our response to that was we weren't off the trail. Mm-hmm. We weren't off the trail at all. In mm-hmm. fact, the trail we were following went up and around. 
an, a rock obstacle. Yeah. Now, what we were talking about... You mean there's rough terrain when you overland? Yeah, there's rocks. Wow. <laughs> and you have to overland. My mind is blown right yeah. now. <laughs> well, what's funny is the first guy who came out of the woodwork and said something negative, like, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots, right? When you call me a fucking idiot online, yeah. I... I you t- definitely have my attention. Yeah, you got my attention. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to look into this and figure shit out. And I look at his account, and this dude's a rock crawler, uh, and and all the things that he has, all the videos he has, mm-hmm. is of him taking his rock crawling rig and going over boulders, destroying the sides of mountains. <laughs> but he's he's upset at me, and because of the 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 running over a dead bush. In fact, during the video, I actually said, "Hey, do not run over live whatever. Try yeah. to retain the trails because they're yeah, trails. Of course, I mean, good fun. stewards of it, the land. The, the it's funny. Like a lot of these people are like coming out and saying, "Oh, these guys are fucking cherries. This is what I'm talking about. This they call it an insta fad." I'm like, bitch, I've been overland. Kurt <laughs> overlanded Iraq yeah. uh, in 2003 during the invasion. I was overlanding Afghanistan, Libya, Yemen, and every single setup. I've done an overland movement in Yemen for, for days. I've done overland movements in Afghanistan for weeks. Right. So if you're a guy who comes out and you're like uh, thinking that people who are trying to do something different than you and want to overland and you're an elitist, yeah. Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. If you, yeah, that's actually a really good point. There's a lot of, like I've noticed, you know, just, uh, with us, um, getting into that, that part of what we like, right. We've always liked that kind of stuff. We're just being more, I guess, vocal and public about it, I guess, with our posts and our vehicles and doing all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the whole click thing, like I don't get that at all. Our whole goal and the whole goal of Fieldcraft was to make people better, you know, regardless of, of all your, you know, the background of that person, regardless of race, religion, whatever. Right. So it's like, yeah, people like calling us cherries and that's actually interesting. I, I look forward to that conversation. If somebody comes up at Overland West, I can't wait to hey, have you that. you fucking cherry. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm actually going to go to the back of my fridge, grab an IPA, pop the top. <laughs> Off a <and>, dude's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and have a good conversation because, I mean, my thing is. Why would you do that to people anyways that want to get into overlanding? I think, you know, the whole spirit of overlanding is to get off grid a little bit and to go and live off your vehicle and and have a good time. Like, that's what it's all about. Like going and learning, having new experiences, getting off grid, enjoying time with people that you care about or, you know, new friends that you meet on the trail. Like, that's what I when I look at all that stuff, like, that's why it's exciting, I think, for us. And it's fun to get into that. Because we personally like that too, so yeah, I, don't, I just don't get the negative negativity. Because you know, Travis went back, and Travis takes this more personal. Than I do. I, I actually don't take it personal. I actually don't give a fuck as long as people aren't personally attacking me. Sure, if they're not threatening me. If you threaten me, I'm going to find a JTTF agent, and I'm probably going to come to your fucking house. <laughs> um, I just I don't like personal attacks. It happens, right? You're, you're on social media, but actually threatening somebody is different. Yeah, we get so, plenty of those. Yeah, if you want to cut our dicks off and shove yeah, them in our asses. Yeah, we get ISIS fucking yeah. hitting us up. So we're not concerned about That's always an elitist overlander <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the woodwork, uh, getting upset. But some of the things they were saying were just ugly things. They went back to their forums, which is their you know their little tribes, and, yeah. and attacked. And then we saw a viral attack of so people coming in 
And one morning I had like 10 <laughs> comments from a group of people that were like, you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. This is what we're talking about. And my whole thing is, if you're going to be an elitist, pick a genre that actually has elite level anything, right? right. Yeah. You know, pick, be a professional athlete elitist. Right. Be a tactical elitist. Yeah. But don't be an overland elitist because the reality <laughs> is if I go out and rent a minivan from budget and I drive across the land, I'm an overlander. I mean, I, you literally are. I can see people's heads exploding right they're, now. Boom! They're like, oh my God, what do you mean? <laughs> Just because you go out and buy aftermarket shit and put it on your vehicle and you do it more often than somebody who doesn't, doesn't mean you're more elite overlander. It means you, it means you have more experiences in it. Yeah, absolutely. But you, there is no level of elitist. Yeah. And so, well, we'll see about that, mister, because I'm setting up a click at Overland <laughs> West. If you guys want to be in Kurt's Overland click, <laughs> let me know. I just think it's so fucking comical because I think that we're it, just gonna look at everybody else and tell them they suck. We're gonna judge and everybody. Be dicks. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think it's funny, and you know, I I want especially in this community, like we, you know, some guy. I think he said, and I'm addressing all the negative stuff because I just want to make sure people understand our perspective. One guy was like, "They're just doing this for money." I'm like, no, actually, actually, we, I've spent a lot more money. Spent a lot more money. <laughs> Then I've made overlanding. Um, And actually, before... That's a pretty ignorant statement. It is ignorant. Because we don't make any money. I'm going to show everybody how much I've spent on my truck. It makes me cry sometimes. It's painful. But it's fun. It's It's painful. And and like Kurt Kurt said about, you know, it's it's an experience because we're trying to get everybody better prepared, no matter what their rig is. Yeah. And so we're going to be doing stuff, more um, content-based stuff on preparing... Uh, also, we have a new product coming out yeah. that we actually filed and have a provisional uh, utility patent on it. And so we're pretty excited about this. Yeah, pretty excited about it. And, you know, if we get the prototypes in time, uh, we did. We are working with a USA manufacturer called Burst USA, which has been in business for 97 years, provided, right. provided products to uh, GIs and textiles um, in World War II in yeah. Vietnam. And that means a lot to us. You know, when we when we first launched this product, we want it to be high quality, mm-hmm. and we want it to be made in the USA. And you know, we're realists. Obviously, we live in a world economy, um, but we want everybody to be um, to be able to resource this equipment that we're where we're launching because it could help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is. EDM. I think everybody that I've shown the idea to after we got the provisional patent. patent. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's like, "Fuck! Why didn't I think of that?" Yeah, it's a good thing. We we'll we'll actually do a podcast if we have the product in hand, the prototypes. We'll actually do a podcast from Overland West. Yeah, on the product, just yeah. the product. And what we're gonna do is we're actually just going to um, do a pre order, pre sale. Yeah, because the way the manufacturer works here is I have to front all the capital. Yep. Um, if you guys dig it, and you guys want to pre order it, I'll offer a discount and I'll do a set run of like I think I'm gonna do the first edition in black multicam. Yeah. Um and I might do it later, but the first run is just gonna be specific to that. And then we'll see what happens. It's gonna be yeah. interesting. I'm actually excited about this too because this is a I feel like this is a product that, you know, it it there is no bounds for it. I mean it, literally a soccer mom could use it all the way to, you know, guys that used to the guys that are still doing what we used to do for a living. It's very practical all the way across those spectrums and uh, different 
for different people. And so I have no doubt that you guys are not going to be disappointed when you see this product and you're going to be like, damn, Philcraft is still doing good things. We'll continue to do good things and taking stuff to the next level. So, and it all came from Mike's 900 pound nugget. Jesus, so, my big head. Yeah. Dude. It's even bigger now. I was I over here it. for moral support when I first saw the idea. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> We're going to be rich. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. This I'm maxed awesome. out my credit card today. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's cool. So, so yeah, we've got Overland West coming up. Yep. We're still waiting on a big decision for something we've been waiting on for a while, which is a little bit nerve-wracking. I won't get into that too much, but... It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah, I, I lose know. sleep every night over this <laughs> shit. If you're in the inner circle, you probably know know a little bit about what we're talking about. We haven't talked specifics, but yeah, basically we're just waiting on the word uh, on something on a project that we're working on. Yeah, which is uh, dictating our training schedule. Yeah. We, we haven't laid on training, and everybody's like, "What are you laying on training? Like, just give us a couple more days, bro." And <laughs> we got to keep are. pushing it to the right. Oh, like, I, I have people contacting me every day, so. If you listen to our podcast and you're somebody that's contacted us about training, please don't take it personally. We've got several things that we cannot make any decisions about until we know what's going on with uh, one of these projects. Because, And the reason why is because it's going to heavily dictate our timeline and legally we have to pay attention to that. So, yep. um, Everyday mobility. You, you know, we discussed, we've, we've actually done podcasts on everyday mobility but as it advances, as we learn our own lessons learned, yeah, um, we'll we'll always come to you and give you the the uh, the lessons that we learned in the trail. And I, I think recently, I, I just did a podcast with the guys from Utah, from Logan, Utah. We got good friends in Logan, Utah. Kurt from Ralph Camo, um, you know Corey from Ceres, all, all the all these companies that we work with in in Logan. Um, we went up there recently, and I did some overlanding. Uh, with a buddy of ours, Scott, who has a Toyota Tacoma, we did a photo shoot with this guy named Mike Johnson. Uh, Mike Johnson is an excellent photographer, and we were on the side of a mountain. And um, my, it had snowed the night before, so it was about six inches of snow yeah. with ice underneath it. And if you guys know my rig, I got a 2016 Trail 4Runner, but I have a shit ton of work done to it. I got an Icon Stage 7, a suspension setup. I got Overland Springs in the rear end. A front runner outfitters uh, tent roof rack drawer system, which is just I'm letting you know this because with a CBI rear bumper, yeah, um, a lot of weight on the ass end, mm -hmm. and so we were going on this trail, and the ass end started to drift off the edge of a cliff. Oh God! So I would give it gas, and as I gave it gas, the rear end would just dig in, hit the ice, and slide slower and slower. Toward the towards the, uh, I feel the like, edge. I feel like you were gonna have my issue, except you weren't coming back from that. Dude, the, there was were, no there was no comeback. there was no bleeding out of your head oh. and being like, I need help. No, <laughs> it was a fifty foot embankment into a flowing river in the middle of the mountains, and I actually got real nervous, man. I actually stopped, and you know, I wanted to take some time. I looked at it, and we we wanted to get the rigs past this place and get a good over overhead shot with drones, and I was like, dude. I don't know if I want to risk this. So I got out and I talked to Scott and a, another buddy of his that are overland guys, yeah. they off-road. And they were like, hey, man, you have what you have to do is you have to drift basically the, the steering wheel to the right. Uh -huh. So you got to counter steer and let the rear end just drag on the ice. Mm. And I did it. And it was uh, – I was in four low. Um, 
I was in first gear and I had lockers. I was locked up and I had uh, the PSI on my tires, which I run Toyo uh, RTs, rough terrains. I was running 18 PSI. Yeah. Um, High Country Cruisers, Sean and Justin, they installed a uh, ARB dual air compressor system. Mm -hmm. So that was good for me to, you know, air down and air up when I needed to. So I aired down on the spot and I was able to get through it. But I had him walking, one of the guys walking with me, coaching me uh, as I was going to make sure that if the rear end got close to the edge of that, that I would change tactics. Yeah. And I think the, the, the next process, the next contingency for that was to use my winch would probably be winch up oh. and then drag, continue to drive, but use that as a safety mechanism to where yeah. if the rear end fell off, I'd have an anchor point at least. Yeah, something. Something. <laughs> because that, <laughs> yeah, that was not, and funny, it was I weird. I feel like your second course of action was like, we're fucking jumping out. <laughs> Dude, I had my seat, I had my seatbelt unlatched yeah. and I had the window down. Pearl and I had was my driving. Hand, yeah, Pearl was driving. <laughs> she could have bailed out. I couldn't, have, my fat ass couldn't have bailed out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Man. I learned, you know, from there, uh, we went to uh, Yellowstone National Park or National Forest National Park. Yeah, I think Yellowstone. Yeah, it's a national park. If you've never been to Yellowstone, man, have you ever been to Yellowstone? I haven't personally. That's why I'm so excited this Dude. year. Guys, I need to tell you something. Mike and I fucking grind every day. I so know. we're trying to make a, a concerted effort or, you know, trying a lot harder this year to actually get out. One, to experience more of the overlanding stuff and live in, you know, more off grid. Um, so that way, not only is our military experience relevant, but we're actually out there with you guys um, on the trail. And, you know, we're kind of connecting those two worlds. We've done a real, I think we've done a really good job of being able to do that and tell people why certain things are important. And now, you know, this year we're going to get out there more and give you guys more awesome lessons learned and, you know, basically getting out there but i mean fuck we're like on our phone constantly uh you know just trying to take a breather and make sure that <clears throat> we're practicing what we preach which is super important yeah i think you know we're doing a, a leadership seminar with uh, kicks eye which is one of our favorite companies we work with and that's all overland slack i don't yeah. even use, like using the fucking term overland because i feel fuck some it. dudes yeah. some dudes out there going oh, they're not overlanders. <laughs> I am. Fuck like, it. We're showing up with uh, Mad Max shit to overland west. I'm going to have a fucking a deuce and half with spikes coming off of Hell it. yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, and a man. fucking minigun on top. Overland to the max. Talk shit now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be awesome. Um, anyways, Yellowstone. Here's the deal with Yellowstone. This is bizarre. I've never even realized this before. <laughs> Yellowstone, I thought, was like this epic, beautiful, um, what's the word, Trank is trank, uh, tranquil? Tranquil? I, I think that's that, word, right? Yeah, I think so. We're Associated, retarded, yeah, we're done right now. Um, <laughs> but I was, I, I was like thinking this like epic, beautiful place. When you go there, there's no doubt it's beautiful. But it is literally <laughs> a natural landscape that will eat your ass, yeah. that will kill you. Well, dude, I mean, think about Colorado, bro. I was driving from your house and almost killed myself. Out of my driveway. Off, yeah, off a well, icy road down an embankment. I don't know if people know this because I didn't know this, the, the in-depth history of Yellowstone. <laughs> but it is a volcano. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. has uh, over a thousand geysers yep. of raging, boiling, acidic fucking holes that will kill you. That look like hot springs. <laughs> and you're like... 
oh yay you jump in and then you're all fucking bones yeah. the bones sipping a pina colada in the middle of the fucking hole you got the fucking cartel treatment oh dude it, that place is fucking insane and the, the coolest thing is well if you if you google deaths at yellowstone you'll read these epic stories of these like a sister brother one that stood out to me they went off trail because they wanted to go uh, dip their toes or like sit into a, a hot spring. Yeah. Except they dip their toes into a acidic sulfur spring that the brother went over there and he tried to I'll probably try to dip his feet in it and he slipped and he fell and ass first. The boiling acid of 200 plus degrees and acidic like sulfuric acid ate <clears throat> his ass. He fell in it. Damn. Died. They never found a piece of his body. It completely dissolved his entire body. Oh my god! And it's weird because the landscape's so open, and you could drive down the road, um, and you could see bison, elk, bear, uh, fox. We saw all—I mean, we saw all that shit. Yeah, that's and I'm like, so cool. dude, it's it's so beautiful, man. And but it's so violent. Yeah. To know that underneath there is this raging volcano that will kill everybody. Yeah. And it's actually exploded. Uh, thousands of years ago and devastated the entire continent of North America. So you're like, damn, dude, this is yeah. like serious respect center. for nature, serious respect for nature, yeah. which is actually, those yeah. are all really good points. That's one of the things we do when we talk about survival is getting people to understand based off of geographic location, like, Hey, you've got to respect where you are. And, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, regardless of, you know, if you know how to put on a tourniquet and stuff like that, depending on where you're going or where you're visiting, do you understand the natural elements you're in and what the, what those dangers are? Scott told me a good story in Logan, Utah, where he said he helped the lady and the lady had stopped at a random highway in a snowstorm. Yeah. And she got out of her car and went to go use like a porta john basically. And it was locked. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't use the bathroom, and then she went back to her car and locked herself out of her car. Oh god! Now she's in the middle of nowhere in a blizzard, and she would have been dead in a matter of hours. Yeah, uh, potentially minutes, depending on how she was dressed. Yeah, and so those kind of considerations for people. Look, we this whole everyday mobility concept, we kitted out our rigs to to maximize the potential of the rig. Yeah, right. So whether it's uh, gas tanks and rotopacks, water tanks, you know, your recovery equipment, whatever it may be, that is the standard. Yeah. It's, but there's different scales of standard, right? Because if you were driving a minivan, you're not going to have a fucking CBI rear bumper. Yeah. That weighs down your minivan. But you might have a recovery kit mm-hmm. and a smaller form factor. Yep. You might have a spare set of clothes and a go bag. Yep. Um, you might have extra food or water rations in your vehicle if, if something happened. And like Kurt said, it's all based on the environments or the geographical location that you live in. Um, look, these elite overlanders, which I, you know, I think it's actually comical because at the end of the day, I really don't give a fuck. But I, it does bother me that there's people out there that think they're above everybody else because yeah. they do it more often or because they belong to a forum of people who do it a lot. Right. Just because somebody is out there trying to learn and yeah. become better at it uh, and you make fun of them yeah. or they make fun of us because we're, we're what? We're senior special operations guys who are trying to improve people's lives. We're not coming at it uh, from an egotistical perspective. Yeah. And you want to make fun of people. I have no tolerance for any of those kind of people. Um, but let's be clear. 
we respect nature and understanding the limitations because we've been in austere and extreme environments. Yeah. Being in North America, you could be in some extreme environments. Absolutely. But as compared to the Hindu Kush yeah. of Afghanistan <laughs> with no support from Americans or anybody. Yeah. Or being in the middle of Iraq during invasion and war. Yeah. Completely different. Right. So let's not confuse the two. And then second, just I want to reinforce this stance while it's on my mind. We respect nature. Yeah. The trails, where we live. In fact, me and Kurt have both killed human beings. We know the worst in people. I hate fucking people. But I love helping good people. And I love nature more than fucking people. Right. I love... I'd rather... And Kurt knows this about me. I'll I'll catch a spider and let it outside of my house before I kill it. Yeah. Because I care that much about nature. I don't like killing any living thing, including destroying our trails and uh, you know the preserve preserve national forests and parks that we have. My backyard's one point two million acres of BLM. Yeah, I mean I, I moved there on the side of a mountain with my backyard for a reason. Yeah, so that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, this is getting deep. Like he's talking about catching spiders and letting them go and shit. And then I'm like thinking in my head like. I hate spiders. We, oh, I hate spiders. That's another That's another story. Don't tell my fucking weaknesses, Mike. Damn you. I hate heights. Yeah. I don't... Listen, guys. Mike saves spiders. I don't. I fucking... I Squash take, like, him. WD-40 with a lighter, and I fucking burn those little bastards. Oh. I do not like spiders. Anyways, yeah, but I was thinking in my head, you know, you're like, you know, I love, you know, the nature and, you know... Would never hurt things living and all, unless you're ISIS. If you're Al Qaeda or ISIS, we'll we will you. fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no good stuff. Uh, I, <laughs> I find it comical as well, like the elitist thing with the Overland thing. Hey man, cool. If you want to be in a clique and be a penis to other people, <laughs> by all means, go for it. Just know that when you come at us like that, you're gonna get a different response, and it's not gonna be the civilian response that you're used to, which is some guy like being a keyboard warrior. And talking shit back to you, most likely you're gonna get punched in the mouth from us. So, <laughs> anyways, that's it. That's Let's all just I clear got. That up. Yeah. I want to clear it up. Yeah. I seriously do because I know somebody's out there. Because somebody out there is gonna be like, I'm gonna show these motherfuckers what's up. And the reality is, you're not going to do that. <laughs> um, everyday mobility, like your rig, uh, Sean and Justin have been doing. My rig's there right now. Yeah. Uh, we had. Uh, we are now partners with Rigid Industries, which we is are. awesome. Yeah, you know, Rigid, Albert at Rigid, all these d- good dudes yeah. at Rigid have Mitch at marketing. Mitch Bert, at marketing. Yeah. We got um, to meet. Uh, I think it's Taylor, which yep. is one of the original guys that started Rigid. Yep, one of the five. Yeah, and if you don't know who Rigid is, check him out on on Instagram. Rigid Industries, probably. I think, in our opinion, now after seeing all the testing, the capability, go, yeah, yeah, the going testing, in, yep. And looking at everything they have going on in Phoenix, Arizona, by far one of the best light companies out there, if not the best. Um, and we are super happy to be partner with those guys. And uh, we have their lights all over our vehicles, and they are badass. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're into hunting, overlanding, ed everyday mobility, the stuff that we're talking about, or you just want to be better prepared, shit, dude. You if you have a minivan and you live in a rural environment, why not put better fog lights in your vehicle yeah exactly why not if you have a truck with a bumper why not put a rigid um bar light across the the top of it if you're if you still want to do shit at night with night vision why not put a light bar on your vehicle (laughs) 
in conjunction with U.S. Night Vision. So one of the cool things we did is U.S. Night Vision is working on a, a project, and we're allowed to say this now. We couldn't earlier, but um, so U.S. Night Vision with Rigid Industries has created a light bar with IR and white light. Uh, this is a big deal um, for guys in the military uh, doing different things. And the cool thing is these are going to be available for civilians as well. If you're interested in that, reach out to U.S. Night Vision. Check out their website. Uh, they just updated their website and just put a bunch of rigid stuff on their website. I uh, can't tell you exactly uh, the deal right now, but there is going to be some serious uh, incentive pricing on a lot of the products on uh, U.S. Night Vision's website to be able to get their stuff. Had to say that uh, we're obviously really good friends with U.S. Night Vision as well. They've been a huge supporter of Fieldcraft, and they make great stuff. So all this stuff is kind of intertwined, but it's neat because it gives a lot of new capability. And one of those is this IR light bar I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so we're super stoked about. Well, how that. did we? When we were in the military, we rolled with. Yeah. Like a KC light. Well, the evolution of IR lights crazy, has man. been crazy. And crazy. we always talk about how much the global war on terror, you know, how equipment advanced and how rapidly it advanced. Well, the funny thing was with lighting um, on vehicles specifically, it didn't really advance that much. And I think now people are starting to see like, hey, all these guys that race Baja and do all this stuff like, hey, Rigid and, and some of these companies have been out there creating fantastic LED lighting, well, there's the ability to do it in an IR spectrum as well. And so U.S. Night Vision is leading the way on that. The cool thing is, is if you own Night Vision, uh, these light bars are going to be available for civilians as well. So that, I, think, it's I huge, think that's cool. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a really cool application. I mean, if you're doing, look, if you're doing white lights and you're doing overlanding and you're mobbing out white light across a valley, I mean, you know, there is a there is a time and place. I mean, as a bug out application as well. You know, you're bugging out of your vehicle and you're blacked out. Nobody's gonna see you, dude. Yeah, right. Nobody's gonna see you. Yeah, we do. I mean, hell, me and Kurt have done. We call them VDOs or just mobility assaults. I've crashed white <laughs> police vans through fucking <laughs> compound gates with Kevin. Me and Kevin have done some <laughs> crazy raids that were some crazy jackass assaults. Um, but with the help of uh, of infrared, it's gave us the advantage. Yeah, and I, you know, talking about the evolution, where we were using KC lights with filters. Yeah, and you didn't have the. I mean, dude, one switch away was a white light. Yeah, you know how many people white light accidentally discharged a white light? Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say too is the filters that we had to run over the lights. Like for example, even on the uh, the RGs and all that stuff, <clears throat> there were light towers outside of the vehicles. And they had a great uh, LED capability, or at least it was somewhat bright, but then there was a filter that went over the top. The problem with those filters is they're plastic and they fucking crack. Yeah. <clears throat> this thing has the ability to be wired inside of the vehicle. It has infrared yeah. LED bulbs. Yeah, it's badass. Crazy. So we got a chance to go and demo all this stuff in the desert in Arizona about, what, a month and a half ago? Yep. And Rigid was you know, kind enough, along with U.S. Night Vision, to bring us down and do a big tour of the facility. We've actually talked about it on another podcast, so I won't bore you with that, but we got out into the desert. We got a chance to see the IR capability and it was friggin' awesome. And uh, so we're running those light bars. So if you see kind of a, it looks a little bit older school, I guess, cause it's, you know, everybody is running these sleek light bars. Well, ours has a dual capability. It's IR 
and it's white light and it and we have the ability to switch that over inside of the vehicle with our badass switch pro um amount that goes inside of the vehicle that allows us to control the lights inside of the vehicle i think it's awesome man i think the you know sean and justin at high country cruisers have done some epic work on our rigs super clean Dude, super impressed the the wire they're wiring my rig right now as we speak i'm leaving in the morning and uh you're leaving tonight for overland yeah. but uh, i just can't believe the work that they do yeah uh, and the amount and of, they grind it out for us which we're super appreciative so when you meet sean you're like who's this hippie dude <laughs> and then you think you're like i mean I, that association alone you're like oh how's this going to be done yeah and then he lays stuff out and he's so meticulous and yeah. so anal about stuff uh it just turns out really well man he's, yeah he's awesome um i you know on the what one of the lessons learned just that i'll leave you with it from yellowstone is one I didn't just overland at Yellowstone. I, we, I actually went from um, Alpine near Jackson, Wyoming, Alpine um, to uh, Yellowstone. And so in between there, there's a whole bunch of national parks. Went all over those trails yeah. back there. And one of the sustains is Snowmaster's Fridge uh, like setup. Yeah. Dude. I just posted a picture oh today. 85 liter. I've got an 85 liter <laughs> freezer fridge. Combo. You got a full elk in the yeah. back of your Basically. Rig. Yeah. Basically I can fit a 24 pack of beer or a person. Yeah. Steaks. <laughs> Wait, that was weird. No, that was weird. That's not what I mean. Yeah. Kurt's hitting all the truck stops and he's got a freezer. Um, no, but soup. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm like so jazzed about that. Dude, it's epic. I just said jazzed, which, <laughs> And you did your jazz hands thing. <laughs> I did. Yeah, like, I was like, like oh, yeah. so jazz. I, I, I think it's really cool because I never, you know, I remember a bit, like we used to do ATV, um, long range reconnaissance ops with my, my team. Is that Overland, bro? I don't think that's That's Overland. not Overland, yeah. right? That's well, <laughs> listen, we had to get in a helicopter first with ATVs, fly somewhere, get out, yeah. do foot movement with ATVs. Yeah. Driving a razor across Afghanistan off of an MI-17, it's not <laughs> overland, bro. You're yeah. not overland. All right, go ahead. I just anyways, want to clear that anyways. up. <laughs> Did you run over any live brush in that movement? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> snow mat, what I, you know, back in the day, which is years ago. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. <laughs> years ago, which is a Wednesday. <laughs> Um, we used to carry, you know, standard coolers with ice yeah. and I would put monsters on the back of my rig, right? Cause I, I just run the MSS, which is this, the mission support site, which basically means I was shamming. I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> you're team sergeant my, ops. I'm team sergeant ops. Yeah. So my guys your feet, were. Your, you had your, you had your boots off. Dude, right? I you did. Had a, you had a computer on your lap with your Bro, boots off. Me and my echo. Yeah. Me and my echo. I didn't hey, have any radio echo, shit. Echo, my shit's fucked up. Get over here. We rotate on the radio, <laughs> but we had baller life, dude. I was making coffee and shit because I was so far away from the objective. <sighs> Anyways, I'd have a cool, I would bring a cooler of monsters, of blue monsters. Yeah. And most of my guys didn't know I would bring it. Yeah. And we do like these ops where, you know, I put out my SOs and then I tell them, I said, hey, send one guy back. Per For you guys SO. listening, an SO is a sniper observer team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say, hey, you know, snipes, like bring bring one guy back to the MSS. So they bring him back and then I give, like in the morning, right? Yeah. Like close to hit time. <laughs> I give them fresh fucking cold monsters yeah. and the morale of those moments. They're like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so now they're fucking, you know, drinking monsters before the hit. Everybody's awake. Everybody's fucking... dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's heat casualties. Yeah. Oh, but, Thanks, Team Sergeant. <laughs> but that was the beginning stages of what I realized what was uh, the small things that made 
you know, gave morale, right? Oh, it's like absolutely. The, it's like the guy who brings a candy bar to a field problem. Or in yeah. Ranger School, yeah. you get a fucking Snickers bar, and you're like, what? <laughs> and it's like a buffet. So oh, when you're overlanding, look, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a, a suck experience. In fact, dude, I was just going to, like, everything you're talking about, I'm like, in my mind, I'm imagining me with a shitty army sleeping bag. Yeah. Like, living out of. I'm glamping off my rig, dude. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. yeah. I mean. It should be that way. If you have the if you ability, can afford yeah if you can yeah. afford to do it we've we've yeah. put you know spent a lot of money time and energy in doing it because we want to do that so yeah. I think the investment you have to look at it as an investment right yeah the way I look at it especially when me and Kurt are tricking out these rigs and it's the far right of everyday mobility right because yeah. it's 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 a lot of money invested but I look at it and go hey you can spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars on things. Uh, taking your family out to the movies, yeah. to you know, a amusement park, yeah. or you can go to a national forest or a national park in America and bring your overland rig and camp with them. Which and then, is dude, and you have a permanent experience in, in their brains that always remember. Yeah, and you have the equipment and that. Anyways, that snowmaster fucking. Fridge. Well, I think that leads in even deeper to you know training your family to be self sufficient. So I mean, there's all kinds of problem sets that present themselves. Whether it's you know uh, making a fire, which is why we started getting water. Yeah. yeah, like just basic things that I think through those kind of experiences that you allow you know the ability for your family to to, to train as well, which is a big deal. Hundred percent. Look, your vehicle is your. Uh, potential primary platform to get off a bad situation, yeah. get out of a bad situation. Because you could be rolling. I mean, we spend a lot of times in our vehicles. Right. Going, coming, you know, even if we're static at the house, if something happens bad at the house, yeah. we're getting a mobility platform. Yep. So why would you not take that serious? And anyways, back to the comfort thing. <laughs> I was living like a boss in Yellowstone drinking beer out of my Snowmaster. And one thing that I realized... Uh, as a lesson learned is water, man. Yeah. I ran out of water fast. Really? Like, well, I had the dog. Yeah. And, you know, going through that. Well, then drinking, you're hiking and hiking. Free, yeah. yeah. You're you're active, right? Yeah. And I didn't have, up until um, Yellowstone, I didn't think about that. Yeah. What I am going to do is I bought, temporarily, I went to Walmart and they yeah. have actually these oh, yeah, the containers. Oh, yeah. The big five-gallon. The blue, yep. blue five-gallon. Yeah. I'm going to use that in the back. But I will. Frontrunner um, has a platform that goes on the back floor of the vehicle on a Forerunner. Really, it fills up the floor space, and so it Is changes it a the elevation. But no, it's a plastic bladder oh, okay. thing Got it. that contains water, so you can contain a shit ton of water. Yeah. And when I'm out there, you know, personal hygiene, which we talk about in survival, yeah, as a prime, like you. Oh, it, dude, this can uh, yeah. go like five million different oh, dude, ways. You know, like Ranger, Ranger School. Yeah. Your knees and joints fall apart because. Of the uh, bacteria yeah. that develops over like the cracks in the skin, yeah. And the next thing you know, you got um, what the hell was that infection that we uh, all got? <laughs> sta- that staff. <laughs> well, the, it's basically a staph infection. It's a MRSA staff. Yeah. It's a uh, damn it well, cellulitis. Cellulitis. That's it. How yeah. do we not, re- dude? We're like <laughs> there had there was we dudes, fell on our heads a couple. There was times. dudes getting cellulitis in their face in Ranger School. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's bad. So yeah, personal hygiene. So having the ability to carry more water. Yeah, I'm actually one of the things I like. I carry on my rig is uh, I've a got the winded dildo. <laughs> I saw that strap. 
I saw that strap. You to your saw rack. my Conan the Barbarian double yeah. ended dildo. You put it in a tube. Everybody, if you've seen Conan Barbar- Conan the Barbarian before, you know the size of that sword. Well, I have a double ended dildo <laughs> that's the size of that sword. But he did a custom PVC pipe to protect <laughs> yeah. it. Actually, it's uh, yeah, it's it's like a PVC pipe sleeve, and I ripped that thing out. If you're going to Overland West. Come stop by and share the experience. If you're an overland my... elitist and OE, come yeah. see us and we'll... Uh... Michael Demo, the... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, that was an awesome tangent. I, I literally CAD filed that entire like piece of equipment in my brain. <laughs> like, I had the specs. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude, you get a tube. You have yeah, to it's like your... five feet. <laughs> You have a piece like a quick rip away, you like pull it out and it just fucking falls on the ground and flops around. It's like a oh, big snake just bloom. Anyways, all right, we uh, digress. You have a quick lube thing that's quick lube station where you just jack. It's like a hand sanitizer, oh. but it's KY. But you can use your foot so your hands are free. You just bend over, just step on it, and just <laughs> spray inject your ass. You're stupid, KY. dude. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> where did that come from? I don't know, bro. Oh. Like, oh. We're so creative. I know. <laughs> oh, Damn. Dude. Oh. Yeah. No, what I was going to say, though, before I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> by your double-ended dildo That was comment. your rig. <laughs> your equipment. Rotopacks. Rotopacks. The water. I've got the two-gallon water pack on the back. Yeah. Which I think maybe carrying another one of those somewhere else would be beneficial, just based off of what fuel you're saying, too, too. Fuel, too, man. Yeah, I've got gas... Extra fuel, all that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so thrown off my game right now. But I, I'm so excited about this double-ended dildo idea. that. I, Why are your pants on right now? <laughs> you prepped? Oh, man. Uh, uh, don't stop following us, everyone. We're, we're really normal, I swear. Everyday sex rig. We could be like an EDS. Oh, damn. Oh, dude, you're an EDSR, dude. Everyday sex rig. Oh, oh God. Hopefully damn. my wife or kids do not listen to this episode. Do not. <laughs> oh, man. Elisa's like, oh, listen to this one. It's going to talk about mindset. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, God. We no. did Yeah. Um, I, but I, you know, one, one. EDM, everyday mobility stuff, is a passion of ours, obviously. Yeah, we both, I mean, we love it. But we've been doing it our whole lives. You know, like, I, I don't, I don't want to validate myself in the space. Yeah. Because it's not about us. It's about, like, helping people and improving people. So the focus should be that, you know? Like, when yeah. we talk about, like, I've, I've gotten actually messages from guys with normal cars, like mm-hmm. Civics, Hyundais, and they're like, hey, man, how can I improve my vehicle? Yeah. The, the podcast that we'll do in Overland West is going to be on the new product, mm-hmm. but on enhancing your everyday mobility platform and yeah. things that you could do right off the bat. Whether you live in a city, you live in the mountains, yep. wherever. No matter what your rig is. Yeah. And it, actually, you know. That's I, I, why I'm so excited about this thing because yeah. this product that uh, is coming from our company is going to address a lot of that. So. I, I'm excited too, man. It's super excited. Yeah. I even had uh, Jay uh, figure out some med equipment that we're going to put into it because Anyways, yeah, I would say super excited. What I thought about doing though on a budget is actually building a uh, everyday mobility platform based yeah. off of like a budget. Like, hey, here's a thousand dollars, yeah, and here's a here's shitty- a Mercedes Benz AMG, <laughs> AMG. Oh, no man. big deal, no big deal. Let's see what we could do. You can get an air freshener for that thing. Yeah. Um, but I want I want to like take an, a, a regular vehicle. 
you know what we should do, dude, is do like a an actual um, an actual customer's rig. Yeah, that'd be and cool. do a like a sweet like a do a you know a, a raffle or do a what do they call sweepstakes? <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? I don't know. A giveaway. Yeah, a giveaway. We'll, we'll identify somebody who's got a normal rig. Dude. We'll take their rig, we'll fly out, and we'll every day we'll do some content with them, and then we'll we'll trick out their stuff. That'd do be some cool. Do some evaluations with them. It's like Phil Craft Pimp My Ride. Hell yeah, Damn. dude. Damn. It would be cool. Yeah. We'll have Jack, our video guy, come out there with us, and then uh, we'll set them up. Dude, that'd be cool, The man. new product, the yeah. survival kits, the med kits. Yeah. Look at their vehicle, see what we could add to it. Um, yeah. Have Sean even maybe get a local. Have Sean do some stuff, some work on it. Oh, that'd be cool, man. That would be real cool. Yeah, let's not let that die if, by the wayside. <laughs> yeah. um, Another idea. Yeah. It's captured though on the podcast. It's so captured. We'll, we'll remember. It's it. permanent. Um, I did. Hey, I I taught federal LE yesterday. Was that yesterday? The day Monday. before yesterday. Monday. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> but um, good train. We had a good time, and there was one of the guys there who's a uh, federal agent, and he had a he was a dog handler. He yeah. Had a, he had a detection dog. And he he detected drugs. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but the guy said he hang out with uh, hung out with Leroy Petrie. Oh, cool. The Ranger Regiment guy. Medal of Honor. Yeah. Medal of Honor recipient. Lost his hand throwing a frag away from his guys. Yep. Fucking phenomenal dude. I only hear good stuff about this guy. I I, I hope to meet him one day. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about how that guy said that no vet that that he's like statistically tracked it, no veteran mm-hmm. with a dog. Uh, a, a, dis- a, dis- a physical service disability dog has killed himself, has committed suicide. Wow. And that's, dude, that's, that's pretty powerful. That's man. powerful as fuck. So I get, I'm getting chills now because, you know, we talk about this nonprofit. One, Labs for Liberty, we're going to help them, no doubt. Yeah. Joan, Noel from Labs for Liberty, all those, all those guys, we love them. In fact, Pearl, that's where I got Pearl. There's a lot of history there. But my, my thinking, is why why does why would we not allow every veteran mm-hmm. who's been to combat, yeah. who's a disabled service connected disabled veteran, yeah. have a service dog? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, obviously, there's a huge benefit there. I have obviously Pearl's sister, um, who's a little bit more high strung. She's a psychopath, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she is a good dog, and uh, she was actually um, Joan from Labs for Liberty helped come up with a training plan for my dog to get her cert- certified as a service animal. And so she's, you know, obviously registered and all that good stuff, but no, it's a great point, man. I mean, anything we can do to help, uh, further that cause, obviously we're going to do it and you already have been. So, yeah. So we got this, this flag patch that's out. That's the American flag with the Philcraft survival logo in it. Yep. We sell them for 10 bucks every $5. So half 50% of everything we make on that will be going to Joan um, and, and we're going to continue to push for it. We actually had a surge of them. We sold a crap ton of them. Yeah. In fact, that's right there is only what's left. And that thing was full. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to presenting Joan in July when we go up there mm. uh, for training. Uh, we'll, we'll stop by and see Joan and then drop off a check for her. For her. Um, but I want to help in some way. I think that's really important. Um, closing out a little bit, but um, I went and stopped at a Hampton Inn. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call Hampton this is Inn out. Be dude. Interesting. You didn't, I didn't tell you this, did I? No, no. So I was at Hampton Inn, and and I oh, left. Wait, maybe you did. I left Pearl inside the hotel room. Uh-huh. Right when I checked in, I didn't identify that I had a service dog. Right. Because I actually checked in online, or mm-hmm. or got everything lined online. Got out of my car, walked to the front desk, 
Right. Got all my got my stuff, and then the room was on the side door. Right. So I went in, went to bed, uh, got up the next morning, went and got coffee. When mm-hmm. I went and got coffee, dude, I was gone for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Pearl was barking. Mm-hmm. So somebody called, and uh, when I got to the door, there's a guy who looked like a custodian guy. No offense to custodian dudes. He just looked dumpy with a, <laughs> with a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking key ring that it, could open. He, like, he had a key ring. The nine gates yeah. of the universe. Exactly. He had a key <laughs> ring, which that stood out to me as like him being like maybe he was a maintenance guy. That I thought. Got it. And so I'm like, hey, can I help you? He goes, yeah, you're not allowed to have dogs here. I said, all right, well. And he came out, be kind of aggressive, right? He's just like, he's like, hey, you can't have dogs here. And and the there was a guy walking by. And I was like, ooh, you're in trouble, kind of stuff. I was like, what the fuck? Am I in fucking Thanks. high school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I look at him and said, oh, well, he, she's a service dog. I was like, well, you, you're supposed to check in with service dogs. And I was like, what do you mean I'm supposed to check in with service dogs? Like, we're having this conversation in the hallway. I have a cup yeah. of coffee in my hand. You're in a towel. I'm in a towel. <laughs> um, he's got a, a, a skeleton keys. And I'm like, what are we, like, what do you mean? Like, I got to check in. Like, who are you? Like, And he goes, he goes, you're supposed to check in with a service dog. I'm the HMFIC here, mister. Yeah. So I walk away from I said, follow me. Let's go get the manager. Mm-hmm. And he stops and he goes, he literally takes his eye, he grabs his fucking name tag on his shirt, which is like a t-shirt, pulls it forward like a douchebag, and he's like, look at my name tag. I am the general manager. And I was like, wow, well, let me school you the fuck up. So I said, <laughs> I, I went into sword major mode, dude. I, my, I had my hand like in a knife edge, like pointing at his face. I was like, listen here, number one, you need to calm your fucking aggression towards me. Yeah. And he's like, He's like, well, I'm not trying to be aggressive. I'm like, you're you're literally aggressive. Yeah, your your posture, body language, everything, everything yeah. is aggressive. And he goes, when well, I'm trying to be aggressive, I'm like, what's the issue? He goes, I need to see your service dog's identification. I was like, well, my service dog doesn't have a wallet, so he doesn't have fucking identification. <laughs> Pearl whips out a wallet. She has a purse <laughs> on her shoulder. She's like, stop, veteran service dog. <laughs> yeah. So I said, number one, you don't, which is a law. Yeah, you don't have. To, I want it like we educate people. You don't have to have... There's two questions yeah. legally you can ask. Is that a service animal? That's and then one. What's, and what, then what, it, what, does this, what does the service animal... What provide. do they prof- provide or perform? Yeah, for, for, the, what the, for the for disability. The, yeah, exactly. That's it. So he asked me for the ID. And I said, I don't have to have an ID. And he goes, you have to have an ID. And I said, listen, you're the general manager of a hotel chain. Yeah. I don't have to have an ID. If you have an emotional support dog where you go online, you spend 10 bucks, you get a certificate, you get issued an ID card, you do have to have an ID. But I don't have to have an ID. So emotional support wise, you would have an ID. Yeah. Anybody can go online and get an emotional support service dog. But there's different uh, legalities. One, you can't take them on an airplane without doing the coordination. You have to have paperwork that you float with the dog. And people abuse the system, no doubt. Yeah. A physical disability service dog, meaning the person is disabled through something physical. It could be PTSD. Yeah. Uh, uh, it could be um, a physical disability. I'm missing right uh, or um, on my right leg. I'm missing half of my hamstring on my right leg. Right. So, hence, one of the disabilities that I have that I can have a service dog. Right. I told him this and say, "Hey, you don't have to have an ID." He he argued with me a little while, and then he goes. Well, you have to check in. I said, why would I have to check in? Would you ask a person in a wheelchair to check their wheelchair in? Like, why would you ask that? In fact, if somebody had a wheelchair, 
Would you give them a hard time about a wheelchair and then ask them to give your give them a dis, dis, disability identification card for their fucking wheelchair? Yeah. Because I have a dog that helps me brace. Yeah. So get off my ass. So I'm I'm acting professional at this point in which he's acting like a jackass. Right. And I said, you don't have to have the ID. I'll tell you what. I'm going to get my dog. I'm going to get my bags. And I'm going to check out of your hotel. And we don't have to worry about anything. And he's like, he literally looks at me and goes good enough and like walks away dude the first phone call i made was to hampton inn yeah and i spoke to a, a wonderful uh person who actually had a disability who was customer service rep who was furious yeah that this went down this happened in um idaho falls oh yeah uh, yeah i've been there yeah idaho falls the yep. hampton inn and dude like, Hampton Inn is one of my favorite hotels. Yeah. It used to be Marriott before they started raping me over the coals because... <laughs> or is raking me over the coals? Yeah, they weren't raping. If somebody <laughs> yeah. raped you at Marriott, we have an issue. Yeah, bro. yeah. So, it, big issues with Marriott. So, I was like, you know, Hampton Inn. And we've traveled and done TDY, and Hampton Inn has been the most consistent. Yeah. But after this episode, I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. I've never had an issue... And for some reason, in the middle of Idaho, I had an issue. Well, luckily for Hampton Inn, you know, we're uh, semi-bright guys when it comes to not judging a whole hotel chain. But you do have to bear some responsibility as a business. General manager. Yeah. And the guy doesn't know what the policy is for for For, service animal. Yeah. For for disabled human beings who go to his hotel. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Oh, dude. It was crazy. Anyways. There's a lot of dipshits out there, so... Yeah. I'm I'm noticing that in life. Yeah. And you change each one, you know... You, you have an impact on each one of those dipshits every time you run into them. Every time you slap them. <laughs> when, when I, you know, I, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm selling everything I own. That's Are you really? I, I, I'm not going to sell everything I own. <laughs> like something. I feel like, dude, you shaved your head. You shaved your face. I just you're joined the show up I just here. joined the club. No, you just, jo- you're going to Nepal. Like yeah. you're going to be a Tibetan monk. I feel like you're going to show up in a fucking orange robe. With a, a horse buggy carriage, my Overland Everyday Mobility <laughs> carriage. Yeah. Oh man. You're gonna be sitting Indian style. Somebody, <laughs> you're gonna have like somebody fucking like you're gonna be on horseback or something. I, I sit bareback, no, like, <laughs> yeah. no, no underoos under your your Tibetan robe. I do, dude. I I I want to live. Um, it's not it's it's not even about anything weird. It's not I, like I've seen some cool documentaries on minimalist living. Yeah. But I just got too much shit, dude. Oh, dude. I can't yeah. stay mobile. Yeah. I mean, I want to be able to stay mobile because I want to be able to travel. I want to get a cabin in Alaska. That's happening. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing that. Um, but I want to stay mobile, man. I, I just don't want to be bedded down by a whole bunch of material shit that I don't need. Yeah. One trunk of war memorabilia that I got as war trophies of memories of my time in the military that I'm giving to my kid. My books. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Everything else that I have, like... I want my hunting guns, yeah. and I want my teaching guns. Yeah. Every all the other extra guns I have, don't need them. <laughs> Dude, I have like a safe full of guns of shit that I've never even touched in ten years. Well, listen, I've got an empty safe that could use you know <laughs> some guns. <laughs> Just kidding. You'll you'll see me no, on my I, personal IG selling a whole bunch of my shit this yeah. week. I'm I'm selling it, and then I'm just taking it and putting it in. Uh, I'm actually going to build an Overland rig uh, out of my Dodge 2500. Are you really? Yeah, I'm gonna take the whole bed off yeah. and convert that into oh, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. camper things, yeah. kind of like the Earth Roamer style. Yeah, but I just want to. I, I mean, I have it. Yeah, I, it's a good vehicle. That is true. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, we've, yeah. we've had all kinds of experiences in that since I've worked for Fieldcraft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where my mind went yeah. in that. <laughs> you ride a shotgun, yeah. head on my lap. Oh, you could kick up the bucket seat, the middle bucket seat. You pull in close. Yeah. When I used to sit shotgun, like your, I was like your, I was on your side. Like, oh man, dude, why do we do this? We're over an hour on this my podcast. Brain. That's why. Yeah, I know. we're used to forty minutes. The last twenty-three yeah. minutes have been well, garbage. We, yeah, I've been gone for a month. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot our, of stuff to make our up. Our bromance suffered. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah. we've been missing out. On. I've been, I've been sleeping in your bed in your spot. Sniffing the sheets. I appreciate you keeping my wife warm. That was real. Dude, she's a good woman. I want to take care of her. Lisa's been doing managing macro, micro car. I've been meal prepping for her. Oh, man. Lisa, don't ever listen to this. Yeah, don't listen to this podcast. Oh, God. Uh, What else, man? What else do we have? What what do we have? We have so Overland West, right? Yeah, so Overland West is coming up. Everybody be patient with training. Uh, we'll get that sorted out, and we'll get some more classes on the board. Jay from Axis Performance is going to start teaching more for Philcraft Survival. He's teaching in June. Yeah, so in series, right? Yep. Yeah, so 23, he's, 24 June. Uh, the guy is super bright, uh, understands the fundamentals of marksmanship uh, better than most people that I know that you know have his background. Guy is, you know, definitely has the ability to teach, and so we're going to put him out there under Fieldcraft and Axis Performance. And he's going to teach. And he also has a, a very diverse medical background as a paramedic and firefighter with a lot of experience. And so he's going to be doing some of that for us as well. You'll see other people teaching for us. Uh, Mike and I will end up teaching at some point again. We're running a closed LE mill only sniper course in Northern California. If you're interested in that course, there are still slots available. You can reach out to uh, their at op tempo training. And those guys are running uh, the basically the entrance to that course because they're doing all the vetting. Those guys are law enforcement guys up in Northern California, and we're partnered with them to run this sniper course where we are flying guys out from Fort Bragg to teach. So it's going to be, if you're an LE guy or an active duty mill guy, <clears throat> it's going to be a good one. You don't want to miss it. So Yeah, excited about that. Yeah, so that's coming up, and then obviously we've got some of our professional development stuff we're doing with some of the bigger companies that we work with that are, you know, kind of our private clients, if you will. And those, uh, you guys are going to be excited about those because we're going to post a bunch of stuff and we're going to be all over Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, um, having fun this summer. So look, looking forward to it. If you're a tribe upgraded member, um, not on Facebook and you, and you haven't been able to get on, please hit me up. Uh, just, just message me, uh, email me at info at com. All of our stuff is on com or .us. If you go to .com, it just forwards you to .us. Right. If you guys want to sh- sign up with that course or for that course with Jay, you could do so online. It's actually a bargain for the price. I mean, it's like $150 a slot, which is like nothing compared yeah. for six hours of training. Yeah. Um, and then... I'll be adjusting and fixing, uh, hopefully, in, uh, when we're in Overland West and actually have reception. I'll be able to upload the content right. via the hard drive we have. And once we get that accomplished, um, I'll, I'll drop yeah. the uh, upgraded tribe. The upgraded annual tribe membership again. Right. So, yeah. And for you guys that are listening that are already upgraded tribe members, hey guys, um, we will continue to provide content on that closed Facebook page. Um, and be encouraging and communicate with you guys. And if you need anything, please reach out to us. You guys are always uh, top of the priority list. 
and we appreciate you guys a lot. So thank you. Yeah, pre-orders will actually go to them first uh, for the, uh, for oh, the yeah, new yeah, product. Yeah. So they'll get their discount, and then you you guys will get the first opportunity to uh, pre-order that before anybody else. We I won't even open it up to the public until you guys have gotten at least 24, 48 hours out of it. Awesome. So yeah, cool. uh, well, I think that's it, man. Yeah. There'll be more more episodes coming because we're <laughs> headed to Overland. Yeah, and we're back together. Yep, can't wait, man. It's gonna be good. Lots of content to do with Jack, uh, Mike Hernandez is gonna be there. Mason, I'm gonna see Mason Gunfrey Fighter. Um, Travis is gonna be there. Yep, it's gonna be a whole bunch of good stuff. So yep. yeah, and we're we'll looking see. forward to meeting people there. So yeah, we'll see you guys. And uh, if you guys want to hit us up and coordinate, just hit us up through DMs or or through our um, or emails, and then maybe we can link up and do some stuff. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yep. Till next time. Stay alert. Stay alive.